We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Wednesday, it's December 6th, it's 2023. We have 11 basketball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. I know it's been a couple days um, into the week already with us coming here on Wednesday. I needed to get over a cold. There was only a couple basketball games the last two days, so I took that time to get better. Um, I'm still, I'm still like... I'm like right there. Um, So if you hear it in my voice, I'm trying. Um, I can feel it already. Like I haven't been talking as much because like I haven't had a voice, but I can feel it already in my back of my throat. So uh, joined today as always by my buddy Keith Eister. Eyes 819. Keith, 11 games. We get this like midweek in-season tournament like schedule that just popped up like a week ago. Um, How's it going, my friend? Doing well. Uh, yeah, no in-season tournament for this one, but at least we have a real slate that we can play some DFS on because those two gamers, those are really tough, especially with there there was a real lack of value on, on Monday and Tuesday night slate. But the, the in-season tournament has been incredible. Like, shout out to the NBA for, for 
putting that together and getting it right. Like teams actually care and it's, it's good basketball for sure. Uh, Bucks got the first game. We've got Lakers and Suns on right now as we're recording. So sweating some bets, got a couple of DFS, DFS lineups, but n- nothing huge for the two gamer. Nice big 11 game slate to break down here for Wednesday though. Yeah, I did. Um, I did props and I did some um, pick them stuff, but I didn't make any DFS lineups because I just, Every time I was trying to mess around with like a lineup, I, I just hated how it looked. I, I hated it. I hated <laughs> yeah. it. So um I, I did the prop route. So it's some pick'em stuff. And right now I'm four and one on props. And the and I was telling Keith before, like the one that I liked the mo- most was like Brunson. I thought I got great value in the morning at like 25 and a half and finished at like 27 and 28 and a half. And it's like all right, Jalen. Um he just didn't have a good game. Nick's can show up. Um Bucks, man. I mean, in-season tournament showing us some playoff-type basketball, and uh, watch out for the Bucks because Dame showed why why they went out and got him. He what he what he have like twelve points in like a two-minute span there in the second quarter. So um, watch out for the Bucks when these guys are healthy. But we got a fun slate, eleven games, a lot to talk about. Some big injuries on this slate already that like people have already been ruled out. So value is not going to be an issue on this 11 game NBA slate. Let's get in to it and um, have some fun. We get started with my magic at Cleveland, 223 and a half Cleveland, a four and a half point favorite Wendell Carter, Jr. Fultz out Isaac questionable. And then on the Cleveland side, Jerome and Levert out Wade questionable. We'll start with the magic. Vanchero has been playing great. Franz Wagner has been playing great. Um, Their prices are starting to catch up to the production. What do you like, if anything, here for the Magic? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough game environment. Cleveland's getting better on the defensive end. Um, They were awesome last year, obviously. Haven't quite been as good to start the year, but just don't love the game environment overall. I don't know. Like, Paolo's probably the guy I would want to get to. Um, Like you said, he's been been finding that ceiling pretty regularly. But tough matchup here with Allen and Mobley on the other side. You can play Franz if you want. Cole Anthony has been smashing, but that price tag now on him is, it's a pretty difficult price tag. Uh, he has shown off some ceiling here with faults out though. I just, I'm not really in love with anything on the magic here. Um, tough matchup for Goga. I just, Suggs is too inconsistent. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably out on this, this magic side here. All right. Well, you talked about the Cleveland defense. We've talked about this a little bit already over the last week and week and a half. You know, Allen's healthy, Mitchell's healthy. That's two of the better defenders um, just in this lineup. So, like, Levert being out doesn't necessarily hurt them. I mean, Okoro is someone they use defensively. That's why this guy gets, you know, 30 minutes some nights. Cleveland is number one in defensive rating over the last five games um, with a 106 defensive rating. And if you look at, like, their season number, they're like a 111 defensive rating, lower the better higher the worse i mean dfs you almost want it to be higher obviously but um they've been playing fantastic defense here recently and yeah i mean the magic very like very spread out team you know that's their problem is even with folds out even with window Carter jr out they're still spread out i think if anything here you're taking some tournament shots on franz (coughs) excuse me um I'm going to try to mute my mic as much as possible when I have to do that. But I think you, you can take some tournament shots on Franz Wagner. You could potentially take some shots on Banchero, but 
I don't necessarily love this matchup for Banchero. I think it's a it's a tougher matchup. Um, and I, I wish Cole Anthony and Suggs were cheaper. They're just not cheap enough anymore. Yeah. So it really just – I don't think this is an 11-game slate. I don't think we're going to end up on like a Gary Harris. And, I mean, that's just the problem with the Magic is they're pretty spread out. And then, like you said, Goga, it's not a great matchup. And when Mo Wagner is playing good, they'll give him the minutes over Goga. So, I mean, if anything, I would probably take a shot on Mo Wagner over Goga. On the Cleveland side of things, I, I mean, no Levert obviously helps a little bit here. Max Strauss is back. He's 6,300. He would be someone I like. But, again, like, the Magic are a good defensive team, too. I mean, they're third in the NBA in defensive rating this season. They've been playing great defense. So, and they have been playing a little bit worse defense recently. But, overall, they've been a great defensive team. And the one thing that has stood out to me a little bit is Orlando's been playing faster lately. I don't know if, like, Fultz and Wendell Carter Jr. being out has definitely affected the pace of this team. Um, so I think this is a spot we could potentially look at Cleveland for some tournament shares. Yeah, I mean, I, I am a little worried about the Magic defense. Like you mentioned, they've, they've been really good this season. Levert out does open up the possibility that Mitchell plays a ton of minutes and Garland plays a ton of minutes. Like that, They already play a ton of minutes, though, so they're priced for that. Um, Struess, the guy that you mentioned, is I think the biggest beneficiary of um, Levert being out. Like they're just not giving a ton of run to like a guy like Craig Porter Jr. could be interesting if he got run, but last game that Levert missed, he only played four minutes. So I just I don't think that there's enough. Okoro benefits with minutes wise, but he just doesn't do enough while he's out there that we want to start jamming him in. Um, he was really good in that game against Detroit that. Uh, Levert missed as well. Uh, played 33 minutes, 31 DK points. So maybe a Coro is worth a shot. Um, you can always play Mitchell for ceiling, obviously, but just not a game environment overall that I love. Um, Jared Allen is is priced fairly, like Mobley, Allen, Garland, all with it, just good price. Like they're priced appropriately, basically. I'll be honest. Like this slate, there's a lot of like mediocre games on this slate where like to totals in the or like in the 218 to 225 range, and then we have a couple like banger games. Yeah, those banger games are going to be the games that I'm really going to be invested in. And then like price wise, used pieces um, in some of these other games. And I mean, if you end up on like a Cleveland guy, I don't think I'd play a Cora with his price increase. Um, but like you mentioned, he did get extra run the other night with Levert out. And he's someone that can rack up the steals um, and could benefit a little bit from a faster-paced game. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you've never watched Cleveland play a basketball game, Isaac Okoro loves sitting in the corner. Um, <laughs> on the offensive side, that he just loves sitting in the corner. He's like, I'll wait over here. I'll do your thing. Then we'll go play defense. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, am I joking? Like, that's the funny part is, like, there are players in the NBA that do that. Um, yeah. He's one of them. Memphis at Detroit, 218.5 total here. Memphis, a one-point favorite. Um, Adams, Clark, Kennard, Morant, Smart all remain out on the Detroit side. Harris is doubtful. Morris is out. Uh, we've been we've, we've had these injuries for Memphis. We know kind of what to expect here. Two bad teams. I mean, let's just be honest and call it what it is. Like two teams that are definitely struggling um, offensively. I mean, I could see taking some shots on like Triple J or, or Desmond Bain here, but I don't know if I'm going down and messing with like the Tillman Biombo situation. Derrick Rose has been really like 
good off the bench recently, but he's 5,100 now playing 20 minutes a night. I got nothing outside of maybe taking some shots, like I said, on those those top-end guys here. Yeah, I mean, it's a good matchup here for Memphis. Detroit's been bad on the defensive end. Um, so Desmond Bain is is absolutely in play. I think he could find a ceiling if Detroit is able to keep up in this one a little bit. Uh, Triple J always has ceiling available, but he's just really inconsistent. Agree with the center situation. Bismack is unplayable now with Tillman being back. Rose with the price increase makes him tough to fit in. Noel has been playing decent minutes, but not doing a ton with him. He's 4,500. So if you're looking for value on Memphis, I think I think Jalen Noel would probably be the first look for me. Um, Aldama's minutes have been all over the place and his price is up now. So no real interest in Memphis for me outside of uh, Desmond Bain would be the main guy and maybe a sprinkle of Noel if I need some some cheap guys. What about Williams? Like, what is, where does his minutes come from? They have two Williams. Um, oh, what's his name? Is it Zaire? No, no, the other one. I can't Vin, think Vince Williams. I think Vince. it's Vince. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his minutes have kind of bumped up recently. He's been playing decent. Like, are are we looking into this? Is it too much for a slate like this? I mean, this is a guy that obviously comes off the bench, but um, I mean, his minutes in close games recently have been okay. It's just very inconsistent. And I guess Zier Williams was out, was it Sunday where he played 30 minutes and like he left the game early against Dallas because he was not feeling good. So maybe it was just that. So uh, I, I do think that Vince has passed Zaire in the rotation. Like it, like Zaire got kicked out of the starting lineup and that was only like five games ago. And the, like, he just hasn't been getting much run at all since then. Uh, Aldama has been the, the big beneficiary in minutes there. Roddy too, right? Yes. Yep. Roddy's been starting a little bit. Uh, but I, I do like your Vince Williams call. I I'm interested in that now that I'm, I'm looking into it a little bit. He's been getting really solid run. Um, and obviously with uh, Marcus Smart out and Ja not back yet, they're they're looking for production at the point guard. And I, I don't think they want to run Rose out there for 28, 30 minutes if they can avoid it. They would prefer to keep him in that 18 to 20 minute range. So I do like looking at, at some of these cheaper guards, uh, Vince Williams and, and Jalen Noel, the, the one I mentioned. On the Detroit side, I mean, Cade Cunningham has a huge usage rate. He's getting up a ton of shots each and every night, over 20 Shot attempts in four of his last five games is what I wrote down here for him. Um, you know, Jalen Duran, his minutes are starting to come back to what we saw at the beginning of the season before he got hurt. I think he has a little bit of upside here at 6,600. This is definitely like a double-double spot. Um, Biombo and Tillman, kind of like a mixed, whatever you want to call it here at center. <laughs> so I, I can see like, I can see Duran. At, at 6,600 being an okay play. I mean, Memphis has been really solid against centers this season, but I think the price definitely warrants um, some tournament exposure here. Yeah, I, I like your Duran call there. Uh, definitely not afraid of Bismack or or um, Tillman defense, so good spot for him. You'd like to see the minutes stabilize over 30, but like you said, over 30 in the last two, so maybe maybe they have stabilized at this point and we can take some shots here. Cade is in a, in a decent spot. He's playing a ton of minutes, uh, generally running out there 36, 37 every game. So he has big ceiling. Uh, anytime his price is under 9K, I'm interested there. Uh, and then the other guy I want to mention is Bojan Bogdanovic. First game of the season, uh, last time out, played 27 minutes and was really good in those 27 minutes. So I think he definitely 
takes away the ability to play guys like Ivy and, and Killian Hayes at these prices. Uh, but I do have some interest in Bojan. Yeah, came back, shot 15 times in a, in a tough matchup against Cleveland. Gets a much better Men- Memphis matchup here. I like the Bojan call. Um, did not realize he played 27 minutes. I had saw someone say that like he shot a lot in his game back, but I didn't realize he played 27 minutes. So, um, I mean, that is, a, I think it's a fantastic call. Yeah, he came off the bench. So playing with that second unit where he's probably the best scorer there, like giving Kate a break, like love that. Really hurts Thompson, too. Thompson was getting a lot of usage with that second unit. Yep. All right. Philadelphia at Washington, 238.5 total here. Yes, this is one of those games that you really just want to stay close. Uh, Philly, 10-point favorite. Uh, Davis and Poole, questionable. Shamit and Wright out. Philly's good to go. I mean, Maxine and B, just an absolute fantastic matchup for both of these guys. Um, I mean, you, we could get into... Ubre being back at 5,800, you know, we assume that like he'll be really close to his normal minutes here and the price seems okay. But I think this is a spot you're just circling and beat and maxi trying to make it work. Um, Washington is just awful defensively against point guards and centers. And these are two of the best in the league this season. I mean, they're allowing the third most fantasy points to point guards and the second most fantasy points to opposing centers um i think they're allowing the most points per game to opposing centers yeah 26.1 so i mean if this game stays remotely close and beat's gonna smash 100 agree and beat is the best play on the slate if this game can stay anywhere near close uh, awesome matchup for him under 12k at 11.6 so i i am extremely interested in Embiid. uh he he will smash like you said as long as the game stays close Maxi is a little bit more concerning for me with Ubre back. Like Ubre is a guy who loves to shoot the ball, and and Maxi needs to score points, um, which he he can certainly do, and he can he can still do it alongside Embiid and and Ubre. Uh, like, it, I think Ubre really hurts Tobias and Melton. Like they're definitely unplayable, and even secondary guys like like Covington. We've been playing a little bit for value. He's gonna probably lose some minutes here. Um, so Ubre does hurt the guys down the rotation for sure. Uh, but I, I'm still all aboard Embiid for sure. A little more hesitation on Maxi, but still a great play, I think. Yeah, I mean, this guy's just been absolutely smashing. Like, yeah. we don't have um, – I was looking at, like, props. We don't have a, a lot of props up yet for the slate. Um, look at Maxi's point prop because, man, if this game stays close, um, he he's just been shooting lights out and shooting a ton. Uh, I mean, like, the usage for Philadelphia – is Embiid, Maxi, and then nobody else. Um, yeah. So, uh, just, Ubre is going to affect that a little bit, but I don't think he affects Embiid and Maxi. Like they're still going to get their shots. Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, Ubre is going to be the second. He's probably going to come third. off the bench, right? Uh he I was mean, starting working. before the injury. Yeah. Well, they've been we'll starting see. Maxi. If, if Ubre comes Melton, off the bench, yeah. I actually really love him in the spot. Yeah, it could be a great spot to get his legs back. Um, it was a ribbon yeah, that, for Ubre too. Good point. We're not sure where his conditioning is, is so maybe maybe see how many minutes he plays first time out and, and then target him. I'd have to look. Did Ubre has Ubre played at all since the Patum trade? I don't believe so. Yeah, so like is that I mean like Patum's such a great little like veteran play. Like yep. Ubre might come off the bench. I don't know. I mean, maybe they move Melton to the bench and you know Ubre to the two. 
whatever numbers are numbers, but yeah, I, I think I think Batum starts over Ubre at least in this game, especially with Ubre coming back after missing almost a month. Uh, Washington side of this game, I mean, Pool's banged up right now. If he were to sit in this game, I think you have to take some shots on Kuzma um, if you're playing in beat or Maxi and. I think Tyus Jones would see a really nice increase in usage in this game if Poole were to sit. Um, Kasperit probably starts and probably plays 30-plus minutes with no Jordan Poole here, and he's 4,100. So I think there's a lot of options depending on like whether or not Jordan Poole plays or not. Yeah, I, I am interested in the Poole uh, injury de- designation. If he misses, this might be my highest on game on the slate. Um, because I think it would be a, a nice bump to Avdia. I think Tyus Jones would get a decent bump. Kuzma, I'm interested in Kuzma either way because he's going to be the reason that this game stays close. I'm playing Embiid because of the awesome matchup, and I want some Kuzma on the other side because I think he's the key to this game staying close. Um, probably not playing pool if he's active. If he's out, though, Avdia, Tyus, um, and Kispert, I think, like you mentioned, Koulibaly will get a little extra run as well. He just he doesn't do a ton while he's out there. Uh, but Kuzma is the, definitely the priority here. Lakers are just smashing Phoenix right now. They're just crazy. Uh, they can't stop them at all right now. Scary. Phoenix team might be healthy. really bad on defense. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, Lakers might be really good, and like we might be underestimating fair. just how good LeBron is in season one hundred. Um. <laughs> Miami at Toronto is where we go next. This game has a 217.5 total. Toronto, a three-point favorite. For a 217.5 point total, I have a ton of interest in this game uh, because Bam is out. Hero is out. Hampton and Highsmith remain out as well. Toronto's good to go, but no Bam and no Hero for Miami. I mean, that's two major players. I know Tyler Hero has been out for a little while. Um and like we've been dealing with this for like a month now, but like Bam has stepped up and just absolutely smashed with Tyler Hero out here recently. They priced Jimmy Butler up. Um, I mean, even Duncan Robinson seems like he's a little bit more. Jacquez is a little bit more, but I think there's still there's still some pieces here. What do you like for Miami? Yeah, it's it's an awful game environment. Both of these teams are bottom 10 in pace. So I am a little bit concerned about the game environment. And for that reason, I'm probably not paying up for Butler. But I do think there's value here on the Miami side. Uh, Bam out is the biggest biggest deal, obviously. They've been rotating whoever's starting at center. If Orlando Robinson starts at center, he might be the best, best value on the slate. Um, he saw 29 minutes in that last game that Bam missed. Like, I'm just, I'm worried if Thomas Bryant starts that they're going to only run him out there for 18 minutes again, like they tend to do. Um, So I'd be out on Bryant as a starter, but if Orlando Robinson is starting, I have a ton of interest there. Um, Don't love that Caleb Martin's price has come up. Hakez, I'm a little bit more okay with uh, just because he does so much while when he's out there, good rebounder gets a few assists and he can score as well. So Hakez, I think with Highsmith out should be locked in for 30 ish minutes. Um, he's probably my favorite like mid-range play here on Miami. I, I can't do Kyle Lowry anymore. Robinson is so scoring dependent that I'm, I'm not sure I'm getting there. Uh, but definitely some targets here uh, with Hakez and, and Orlando Robinson if he starts. So I kind of like Caleb Martin. I know that like the price okay. increase stinks a little bit. But Highsmith started the other night against the Pacers. He left really early in that game. Uh, I think he only played like, two or three minutes in that game. Well, Caleb Martin... 
played the rest of the first and like was out on the floor a lot. Um, so he ended up starting the third quarter, second half of the game, and he finished that game. I know the game wasn't necessarily close, but I think we're looking at a 30-minute night here for Caleb Martin. And I think at 5,600, that price is fair. Don't necessarily love the game environment like you said. But I, I could also see like a guy like Josh Richardson like go off in this spot. I, I think we really want Butler to be out for Josh Richardson. But, I mean, man, I have interest. Want to see who's starting, like whether it's Caleb Martin or Richardson. I want to play that guy, whoever starts, because I think that's going to be the, the person that's in line for 30. And like you said, not really interested in Bryant, but if Robinson starts, I have a ton of interest in him. Um, he's played great when he's been given minutes, and I, I don't see a reason for them not to play Robinson or start Robinson in this game. Uh, so a ton of interest in Orlando Robinson. I think he's going to be one of the chalkier like value plays on this slate, and I, I think you're just going to have to eat the chalk yep. on this one. Um, I was really quickly looking. I was able to log in on FanDuel. So I was quickly looking and seeing if they have him at center. All right. I'm not going to rant, but I absolutely hate the new, um, like, like short sort down thing on FanDuel. Oh, it drives me crazy. Um, so Orlando Robinson is 4,500 center eligible only on FanDuel. But I, oh, wow. I feel like 4,500 is just, right? yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I think 3,500 is minimum. Um, 35, I think, okay. is the minimum. But still, 4,500, yeah. you just eat the chalk at that point. Uh, Toronto side, what do you like here? I mean, Scotty Barnes is the guy who's who's shown the ceiling. Um, without Bam there, I think it's a, it's a decent matchup for Siakam. Like, Orlando Robinson isn't going to be able to stop him. So I think it, that Siakam has a, a decent chance to find a ceiling. I don't like. I I am concerned about the uh, the game environment, like I said, but I I do think one of those guys can can find an, a decent game here. And the other guy I have interest in is Pirtle with at sixty one hundred. Like, not a price I would generally love to play him, but the minutes have been like steady here recently. Twenty eight minutes, thirty minutes, twenty five is not great, but just he's been over thirty minutes more regularly. At sixty one hundred with no Bam on the other side, I I do have some interest in Pirtle. Yeah, I mean, no Bam is huge here. Um, you know, that's, I think, a great call, and you could take some shots there. We saw Miles Turner have a, a really solid game the other night with no Bam. Um, I think he had 17 and 10. Yeah, 17 and 10. I was looking at game flow. So I, I don't mind the the total call there. Um, I don't think this is a spot I'd pay up for Barnes or Siakam or Butler. Like, I, I think this is a, a save some money type game, you know. Play... Yeah the value in a slower pace game and just play the guys being out type of role here. All right. We got Brooklyn and Atlanta, 240 and a half total Atlanta, four point favorite Simmons and Lonnie Walker out for Brooklyn. Johnson remains out for Atlanta. This is the game. I feel like this is the game. Everyone has circled on this slate. I mean, I definitely have this one circled. Um, I mean, 240 total projects as the fastest pace game on the slate. Um, let's start here with Brooklyn first. I mean, Bridges at 86 might not be priced up enough. You know, I think we start there. He put up 69 fantasy points against his team two weeks ago. And the, the game went 145-147 um, on the 22nd of November. So this game is just, 
you circle this game and you just hope for another like shootout here. Yeah, awesome game environment. And like I thought Cam Thomas coming back would really affect Bridges' usage, but it was actually quite the opposite. Uh, that game against Orlando, Bridges just went off for 42 actual points. Like, um, and that was Cam Thomas's first game back as well. So I don't know if the usage can can maintain that high with Thomas on the floor. Um, but the the game environment is awesome. The pace is awesome. So I, I'm definitely interested in some Michael Bridges. Um, Cam is a little bit overpriced. Thomas, that is a little bit overpriced at 7,100. I don't think I'd take shots on there, on him. Um, like he certainly could go off in this spot, but he's so scoring dependent. I just don't feel comfortable paying 7,100 for him. I think it's a decent spot for Claxton. Um, the minutes are a little concerning, only 24 in this, in the last game. So definitely a little caution there. Uh, Cameron Johnson, I think is, is the guy who in the mid range that's playable at 6,500. Um, like it's a great game environment. So I, I definitely want targets here. I think I'm just sp- spending up for bridges more than anything else though. Um, maybe, maybe take a look at Finney Smith. I don't know. Like he's going to play 30 plus minutes, but it, like, is he going to do enough? It's a great game environment. Maybe, maybe there's enough, uh, possessions for him to get there, but bridge is the real target here. Yeah. He absolutely crushed my magic the other night. Um, yeah. just his first quarter against the magic. I think he, had like 30 something fantasy points he he smashed them um i watched a lot of that game and dsj was his first game back he played 21 minutes um but he had a, he he was handling the ball a ton on that second unit with like sharp and o'neill um dinwiddie played a little bit but dsj had a lot of usage um i don't have it in front of me but he had a lot of usage in that game so i, I don't know if we'll necessarily need him on like an 11 game slate here but I just wanted to like point out that his usage was 23%. I just looked it up. Um, 23% in that game against the Magic with the second unit. And like, if you think about who he's on the court with, I mean, it makes a, a ton of sense. It's just, I mean, 4,800, we really need him to get like 25 plus minutes. And I don't know if that is necessarily doable, but I mean, it wouldn't shock me with Lonnie Walker out. So he's kind of on my like, borderline list right now like see what happens throughout the day but i mean lonnie walker i mean he's gonna be out a while too from what i was reading so um this guy can't stay healthy uh on the atlanta side i mean this is this is definitely a spot where i think we're taking looks at trey young or Dejounte murray and just saying hey i'm gonna take some shots on one of these two guys Outside of that, I mean, Bogdanovich is always really interesting at, like, the wing position, especially against Brooklyn. And then Capella's minutes, if we knew he was going to play 30 minutes, we'd be ready to play him, but his minutes are all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you play Trey Young just for the game environment. It, it Like, it could certainly see him finding a ceiling in this spot. Capella is definitely the other guy that I wanted to talk about here. Uh, he did play 30 minutes against Milwaukee. And absolutely smashed. He's only 5,900. So even if you could guarantee me like 26 minutes, I would have interest in Capella. (laughs) Like it's just sometimes they'll run Okamu out there and he'll only get 22, 23 minutes. So it's definitely risky. But man, I I love Capella. I love the spot for Capella. Um, Just it's the minutes is the only thing. Also, um, with Johnson out, like we haven't really seen Hunter take a step forward. It's really been Sadiq Bey that's been getting um 
that's been more productive than than Hunter has been. So I think Sadiq Bay at fifty six hundred is interesting too. Yeah, I think Sadiq Bay is all game environment, and I mean, I think this is one of those types of game environments you could take some shots on them. I don't know what, if he has like the ceiling you're necessarily looking for in this like fifty five ish range, um, but I mean, you don't get many better games than this, so I don't hate it. He's just always a guy. I mean, he he's uber consistent, but I, I mean, just his his overall ceiling just seems to be capped. Um, is the one thing that I'm always worried about with Seek Bay. Overall, fantastic game. Definitely going to have plenty of pieces from this game. Should be um, a, just an overall phenomenal game. So, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, San Antonio at Minnesota, 226 total here. Minnesota, 12-point favorite. Edwards is questionable. That's the only thing on the injury report. Everybody else is probable here. Uh, we'll start with San Antonio. We know uh, this is a tough, tough matchup. Minnesota, just a fantastic defensive team. Uh, I mean, what are we looking at here with San Antonio? Yeah, very tough matchup. Uh, the only way I have interest is if Anthony Edwards is out because otherwise I think this is a scheduled blowout. Um so I, I want to play some Wemby. Like he could certainly find a ceiling, it, but I think what Edwards needs to be out for this game to have a, a chance of staying close. The spread kind of indicates that he's playing. Maybe they're that big of favorites, even if, if Edwards misses, but I don't know. I'm definitely paying attention to that news. Um, it's really tough to get to any of these other Spurs, especially as they're getting healthier. Like they've had so many guys out and it's been different guys um, that the pricing is is just really tough. So I think you play Weminyama for the ceiling. And I'm probably out on everything else as, as they're getting healthier. Yeah, I mean, if Edwards plays, I don't have a ton of interest. I'm with you. Minnesota doesn't really have a crack in their defense. Um, they're good against every position. I mean, they're one of the best teams against bigs in general. They've been really good against point guards and guards in general. They just don't have a weakness. And it's just they're a terrible team to target DFS plays at that are not getting heavily discounted so i mean that's just my my overall problem here with san antonio is like these guys are all priced normally against the defense it just doesn't get beat um so i mean with everyone expected to play here i'm probably out on san antonio and then on the minnesota side i mean if edwards sits carl anthony towns usage is insane with edwards off the floor we talked about this i think um friday or thursday or friday I mean, yeah, you could easily take shots on him. 
But are you really thinking the game's going to stay close enough for Cat to hit his ceiling at 9,300? I mean, that's the only problem that I have potentially. But Edwards being out could potentially help that a little bit. Uh, what do you like here for Minnesota? Yeah, if Ed- Edwards plays, I'm just out on this game altogether. All I, I'm not playing the Minnesota side either. Even though it's a, a great matchup against San Antonio, I just I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, if Edwards sits, then it's Towns for sure. Um, they may still blow out San Antonio, but I think there's a, a better chance that the game stays close, a good enough chance where I would want to take shots on Towns just because like San Antonio doesn't play any defense. So uh, he gets a great usage bump with without Ant. So, I yeah, Towns is the guy. I don't really have a ton of interest in anybody else. Um, even with Ant out, like uh, Alexander Walker's price has come way up. Kyle Anderson's price is up. Nas Reed is even his price is in the 5Ks now. So Minnesota, like it's a great matchup, but they're just they feel a little bit overpriced even with Edwards out. Yeah, it really feels like draft street pricing. Um, some people will understand that, <laughs> others will not. But I mean, I love dynamic pricing. I like when guys that are playing well get priced up. Um, so I mean, just not a ton of value here. Large hill tournaments, if you're running 150 and Edwards sits, I think you could take some shots on Nas Reed. He's a guy that scores in bunches. He is very active rebounding. He could get a double-double in like 25 minutes um, and have a really solid game and might get a little extra run if this game gets out of hand. So um, I don't hate Nas Reed in large hill tournaments. If Edwards sits, and I definitely don't mind Cat if Edwards sits, um, usage way too high. Charlotte at Chicago. Um, I wrote down 219. Does that sound right? Yeah, 219 and a half. And Chicago is a five-point favorite here. Uh, Ball, Martin, Nick Lakina out. Williams questionable for Charlotte. Craig questionable. Levine out for Chicago. We'll start with Charlotte here. I mean, Terry Rozier definitely has seen a bump in usage with Lamelo out. Um, just... It's tough. Bridges' price has come up a little bit, but we know he has some upside. He actually has been playing better with or was playing better with Lamelo on the floor. Mark Williams has been playing great, but he's banged up right now. Um, I think he's dealing with like a lower back issue. Miller's back. I think Miller is probably my favorite play here. Like he missed a game, right? Missed a game or was questionable. But um, I think Brandon Miller is my, my favorite target here. Yeah, I, I like the Miller call. He's playing a ton of minutes without LaMelo. Um, should step into the starting lineup again. 36 minutes in both of the last two games. So I, I do – I'm with you on Miller. Uh, I have more interest in Rozier than you do. Like the Bulls play so slow that this is – like Charlotte plays fast, but the Bulls play slow. So I'm really interested to see how the pace comes out in this game. Um, but like Chicago's got some pieces out as well, so I kind of want to target this game a little bit. Rogier at eighty one hundred. It's a, it's a tough ask, but his ceiling is enormous. Without Lamelo, uh, we saw it against Brooklyn. He put up sixty nine DK points. Like he needs to score 30, 35 points, actual points. Uh, but he can do that here without Lamelo. So Rogier, I think, would be my second favorite behind Miller. I don't know. Like Mark Williams is is tough. I think it's a good matchup for him. Um, but with PJ Washington coming off the bench now, I'm just the the minutes are a little bit insecure i think so I, I i have some concerns with williams bridges like you said was playing better with Lamelo on the floor and his price is fully adjusted now so it's rogier and miller for me on the, on the charlotte side 
Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mean to poo-poo on Rozier. If I did, um, I, I like him. He's been playing great, um, and I think his upside is a lot higher. I think he's one of the guys, like, his upside is actually higher with LaMelo off the floor, um, obviously. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, we just talked about how like, Bridges was playing better with LaMelo. I think Terry Rozier, huge increase. Um, we just saw this guy go for, what, 60-something fantasy points um, against Brooklyn, so – we know the upside's there, and I think Chicago might play a little faster. Obviously, they might have to here. Let's go to that Chicago side. Uh, no Levine, and, like, again, like, this is another instance in where, like, people have gotten priced up. I don't know if Kobe White got priced up enough. Um, I, I mean, I think we start there. I also think we need to talk about Vooch. Charlotte's awful against bigs. He's not typically a guy that we want to pay 8400 for, but if we're going to have a chalky, like, cheap center on this slate, Vooch might be a spend-up to be contrarian type play that can go for, like, 25-20 in a matchup against Charlotte. Yeah, I, I love the spot for Vooch. Um, 8400 is a fair price, I would say. You prefer him in the 7K range for sure, like 7500 I'd be all in on Vooch at this spot. I'm still playing him at, at 8400 Kobe White, man, like he's been awesome without Levine, but 6,900, like that's that's a little bit of sticker. I could not going to lie. I, he's definitely playable at this price, though. Awesome matchup. Charlotte plays really fast, and he's just pl been playing a ton of minutes, uh, and he's got back-to-back -back game with 55 DK points and 43 DK points. So, like you said, maybe 6,900 isn't enough. It feels weird when we were just paying 5K for him a, a week ago or something, but like he's been playing awesome without Levine. Another great spot for him here. Probably not looking for value on the Bulls outside of that. Caruso's priced up a little too much. Desunmu, not sure where the uh, where the minutes are going to land. Patrick Williams has been playing better, but I'm still like 5,200 now. It feels like a little bit too much. So they priced up the Bulls for this matchup with, in, uh, against Charlotte, rightfully so. But it's it's Vooch and Kobe White that I'm, I'm mainly targeting. Yeah, I mean, DeRozan, he's 8K. And he could score 30 actual points and not get there. Uh, and, like, yeah. his assist rate has definitely gone up here with Levine off the floor. Uh, but, I mean, he's not someone that I want to count on assist-wise. Uh, <laughs> good for him. I mean, good for him getting it done here recently. But, I mean, that's just something I'm, I'm certainly worried about with him. But, yeah, love love the rebounding for Vooch in this game. If he can get some easy buckets on top of the rebounding, should smash in this spot. Thunder and Rockets, 226 total here. Thunder, two-point favorite. Old Depot is still out, but really the only injury news that we have in this one. Um, let's start here with the Thunder. What do you like here for OKC? Another tough game environment. Both of these teams have been really good on the defensive end. Um, I believe they're both top five is what I saw when I was doing my research. Yeah, OKC five, Houston six. So both top six. Two really good defenses. That being said, SGA can find a ceiling in any spot. He's definitely not one of my favorite spend-ups on the slate. Won't be a priority for me. Uh, I think I would try to save some, some money with a, a guy like Jalen Williams, who returned from injury and has had two really good games back-to-back -back here. Um, fair price at 6400 for him. I think Chet could find a ceiling here as well, but 7900 is is a tough ask against a good Houston defense. Yeah, Chet, I mean, is this a game we expect him to play maybe a few extra minutes with Sangoon on the other side getting, you know, 32 to 35 minutes here? 
maybe. I mean, so I could definitely see him finding, like you said, finding his ceiling in this game. Um, overall, I don't have a ton of interest in the Thunder. You said, even if we look at like recent defensive stats, both of these teams still inside the top 10. So, I, I mean, for me on the Thunder, maybe a little bit of Jay Lynn with an E, Williams, at, at 6,400. He's just shooting a lot recently and like getting high quality shots. Um, so, I, I think that's who I would take some shots on. Um, and I know chat um Derek wants to know which one you were talking about yeah I was talking about Jay Len as well the the wing not the big like he he's just a really good player like (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous that they have two Jalen Williams um but like like the wing has taken a real step forward this year he looks like a fantastic player he's basically like eliminated Giddy like from consideration at all he's stolen the usage from Giddy he plays more minutes like like Jalen Williams, the wing is is a phenomenal player. I think. You think Getty gets traded? I I think they have to look at it. Like they're gonna they can't pay all of them, right? Um, Chet's got a couple more years on on the rookie scale, but um, like SGA is gonna need to get paid, and like they're not gonna be able to keep all these guys. So yeah, it it wouldn't surprise me. Fun team. Uh, I mean, I talk about the the Pistons. And they're all the still time. loaded with picks too. Yep, they are. Bright um, future so. in OKC for sure. Houston, I mean, Houston side of this game, uh, I, I love the, like, Sangoon-Holmgren, like, matchup here just overall because I, I think, like, both of them could hit ceilings in this game. I think Van Vliet, I'm going to find people in this price range that I end up on more than Van Vliet. And Jalen Green is always someone that I don't mind taking some shots on um, in large field tournaments. Jabari Smith as well, but I don't know if this is necessarily a ceiling game for Houston overall. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I do like Shingun. Uh It's definitely Shingun over Van Vliet. Van, v- Van Vliet is likely to see uh, Lou Dort defense, which is the Dortcher chamber, right? Um, so Shingun is definitely my preferred guy here on Houston. Maybe... Maybe some shots on Jalen Green. I just don't love the price. If he was in the 6K, like 6,500, I'd be interested. At 7,200, like just not the game environment to target him, I don't think. So give me a little bit of Shangun, but that, that's about it here. It's crazy. On DraftKings, I think you're going to see a lot of two center lineups on this slate. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good center plays that we've already talked about. On, on FanDuel, as much as we were talking about like the $4,500 Orlando Robinson, I mean, there's a lot of good plays. I, I still think like Orlando Robinson opens up your team a lot on FanDuel at 4,500. So I still think I like him over there. But on DK, I mean, a lot of two center builds, a lot. Um, sure. I, I think that's the way. A lot of rebounding, point rebounding props you can look at today, too. Like as we've been going here, there's a lot of good potential point rebound um, guys. Like Sangoon is always someone I like looking at when he's like 30, 31. Um, points, rebounds, and I think he'll kind of end up in that range. Utah at Dallas, 227 total here. Dallas an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I, I, I laugh because this is the other game that I have circled on this slate, and, like, I, I don't know if I necessarily would want to have it circled, but Clarkson, Market, and Olenek out for Utah. A lot of minutes there. Hardaway questionable, Kyrie questionable, Kleber out, Williams questionable for Dallas. Let's start Utah. Colin Sexton at 5,800 should play 30-plus minutes and have a ton of usage is my my initial thought when I was looking at this slate. Outside of him, 
I mean, it could potentially be like a Keontae George getting some usage. I just don't see how they get around like Sexton, George, Horton Tucker. Like these guys have to play minutes in this game. Yeah, I I agree with Sexton and and George. Like Horton Tucker, they have not really been willing to run out there for more than twenty five minutes. So I I think they want to keep him in the low twenties. I definitely I guess they prefer... can roll out Fontecchio thirty five. Yeah, Fontecchio has been getting a lot of minutes, and um, Agbaji has been getting a lot of minutes. So like, there's still plenty of bodies here. Uh, I love the Sexton call though. That's that's the guy we know is going to shoot the ball every time he's out there. And I feel pretty good about him getting at, at least like 26 minutes in this spot. And I think he's definitely viable under 6K here. Uh, Keontae George, I, I'm interested in as well. We've seen him kind of step up here a little bit. He's been playing a ton of minutes. I would say he has the safest uh, minutes floor of anybody that we've talked about. I'm interested in the, in the centers as well. Walker Kessler is still working his way back, kind of. Not sure he's up to full speed yet. Um He's been kind of living in that 25, 26 minute range. Uh, so I don't know that I want to target him. But Yurt Seven, we saw him play a bunch of minutes with uh, Kelly Olinick out last game, 27 minutes. So, and he's a big per minute guy. I, I think I'm interested in Yurt Seven for a little bit cheaper than Kessler, but e- either one of them could get there for sure. What, one more yeah. name too. Chris Dunn is only 3,800. He played 19 minutes. If they're not going to extend Horton Tucker, like if Dunn can get. 24 minutes he's he's in play at 3800 that was a while ago right like i, I don't think he's played recently was it um yeah that was the tw- 25th yeah okay when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I, mean, looked I don't at him. Look- I had looked at him the like when I was looking at the slate, and I looked at game game flow from the last game. And Keontae George, they so they had an overtime game um, against Portland the other night. Keontae George played all of the overtime. They the the overtime crew was Collins, Yurt, Seven, George, Sexton, and Fontecchio was the guy. They played the whole overtime. Um, those five guys. So. I mean, they were, they were all close to like five minutes, like 30 minutes, except for year seven. I, I, one caution I'm going to throw is like he would have played 22 minutes if that game ended in regulation. Um, they still in that game close with Kessler in the fourth quarter over year seven. So yeah. I think the center situation is just bonkers for this team. And it, it's so impossible to figure out. Um, but I mean, they're cheap. I, I just think we're going to have better options on this slate especially like all the opportunity costs we've already talked about at center on the slate. Um, yeah, that, that's a fair point. And like, I mean, I think you're right about THT. Like he, he got the minutes to be great, but like, they're not giving him those minutes. They play with the second unit and he goes to the bench and doesn't come back. So um, I, I really think like the plays here, I really think it's Keontae George and Sexton. Um, I'm I'm with you. You talked me out of it. I, I agree with you. Um, I did not realize that that Yurt Seven had played in overtime. So great point there. Um, and Chris Dunn was out for that game. So 
really no no clue how all that really does is make me even more iffy about uh THT's minutes but I, I feel good about Sexton maybe a little bit more caution with Sexton now Keontae George is going to be out there for 30 plus so feel good about George feel pretty good about Sexton Doug could easily play 20 minutes in this game I I, I mean that is your large field like dart throw there I think Keontae George John Collins might be the way to potentially attack Utah here um or Fontecchio Sexton, I still really like Sexton. He's going to get a ton of usage with that second unit, and he's going to close both halves. He's just not going to – I just don't know if Sexton's going to play 30-plus minutes. Like, again, no overtime the other night. He plays 25 minutes, and they were already shorthanded in that game. So maybe I don't like Sexton as much as I did. Maybe it really is Keontae George Day um, at 6,700. So. Going through the game, breaking it down, looking at everything, I think I like Counted George more than I did five minutes ago. Uh, Dallas side of this game, if Kyrie sits, Luka's the best play in the slate. Uh, I mean, we've talked about a lot of great plays, but no Kyrie against this Utah team. Like, Luka could put up 80-plus fantasy points in this spot with no Kyrie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely paying attention to the Kyrie news. Did you see his uh, line the other night against the Thunder? Oh, I didn't it was, look and see what it is. Oh, yeah, it was, I just pulled it up. 36, yeah. 15, and 18. Yeah, it was it was, it was wild. I, I, knew he, I knew he had over 90 fantasy points, but I, I didn't look and see what the actual line was. That's just, that's insane. Did it on 22 um, shots. Yeah, wild. Um, yeah, play play Luca if Kyrie sits. There's, there's <laughs> some solid analysis for you. I'm I'm really interested in these other injuries though as well. Um, Hardaway has missed the last couple of games. We've seen Derek Jones Jr. benefit quite a bit from that, so he's he's up to 5K now. But I think he's still in play if if uh, THJ misses, and especially if Grant Williams is out as well. So, like generally, I don't want to play Dallas, but it's an awesome matchup against Utah. Like so that that if Kyrie's out, obviously everybody's in play. But if if Kyrie plays and Hardaway and or Grant Williams sit, I'm still interested in some of these pieces. Um, even though like they've been dealing with injuries and their prices are coming up, still a fantastic spot. And like, I don't know, there's just, there's, there's a lot of uh, like Luca and Kyrie do everything, but there's still additional stuff to go around is, is what I'm trying to say here. Um, Derek Jones Jr. I think would be the main target. We saw Lively have a pretty big game. Last time, a huge game actually against o- Oklahoma City. I don't know that I feel comfortable enough with his minutes. I prefer DJJ. Um, I don't think Hardy's going to be playable with Exum in the fold now. And he kind of disappointed. Like he was massive chalk in the last two games uh, with, I think, Kyrie missed one and I think Luca missed the one before that. Um, but it, he just, he didn't, he played 21 minutes and 15 minutes. So, like Hardy is a huge per minute guy typically, but just hasn't been seeing the minutes. And now Exum is back as well. So I have a little, little caution there with Hardy. We've seen Curry step into a big, bigger role. I think he's very much in play if Kyrie is out. They love Seth in Dallas, man. Um, yep. So I think Seth Curry would be someone you could take some shots on. Um, if, if Kyrie said, this is all of Kyrie sits. If Kyrie plays, I don't have a ton of interest in Dallas. Um, like Kyrie and Luca could easily both get there, but I mean, if anything, I, I would probably take some shots on like Lively in this game if both of them play. I think the one thing that we're like quickly overlooking here with Lively is 
Utah likes to play big, and Dallas is shorthanded right now um, with Cleaver out. So if Grant Williams ends up sitting in this game as well, I think Lively's going to have to play a bunch of minutes. Um, so, I mean, that's – if Grant Williams sits, I think Lively plays 30-plus minutes, and he's just another center we can add into our list of 100 centers on the slate. So um, he's cheap. You could definitely go cheap double center here. And just hope that you don't get like a ceiling game from Embiid. That game turns into like a blowout type of game. So, um, I mean, I don't hate Lively just because like they're gonna run out Yurt Seven. They're gonna run out um, Kessler, and Dallas is missing some size. So, um, I, I think Lively is an okay option here. He's someone that can add a lot defensively if he gets the minutes. He's very active, um, trying to block shots. Plus, when you have Luca at point guard, you're going to get some open looks, too. Yeah. Portland at Golden State. This game is not going to stay close. Um, Aiton, doubtful. Grant out. Simmons, questionable. Wainwright out. Williams out. Peyton out for Golden State. Um, I think I think they wait for Simmons here to bring him back. Um, I know he's he returned to practice and he's getting close. This is a terrible spot to bring him back. Um Aiden with him being doubtful. Grant ruled out with a concussion. Um, I mean, this is a spot Portland is going to be very shorthanded. I will say, though, if we get the go on Simmons here, it was a thumb injury. If he's coming back, I could see Simmons playing big minutes at 5,500 and would definitely shoot up my board if he if he's in the starting lineup. Yeah, for sure. I the only concern I would have is the minutes. Like he is way too cheap. Like we know he loves to chuck. Um even even alongside like conditioning shouldn't be too much of a problem, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So and like really quick, I don't want to interrupt you, but like really quick, like if we think about in the past with Portland, when Lillard and McCollum and those guys would miss time, they come back and they play their normal minutes. They don't bring guys back before they're ready. Yeah, uh, I will say Brogdon was limited a little bit, but not crazy. Um, I'm just How pulling come it up. Brogdon, yeah. Though? yeah, but like, he's playing 38 minutes now in his last one, but he he came back and played 25 minutes. So different coaching. I hear you. Different coaching staff too. I could be. Yeah, it is. Yeah, completely new coaching staff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still feel pretty good about Simons. Just be like you mentioned, it's a thumb injury. Like he hasn't been prevented from conditioning. So I, I think I'm with you. I think I feel for, pretty good if he if he's active, he's playing 30 plus minutes, and we know he's going to have massive usage, even alongside of Brogdon. So 5500, man, I yeah, I love that call. Um, if he sits, Brogdon's usage should be a, a, just oh, Brogdon's yeah. going to have to shoot 25 plus times with no Grant, no Simons. Like, no Aiton. Yep. Like, Brogdon is going to have to play the whole game. Uh, I mean, I'm joking, obviously. But, like, I think the other thing we need to talk about here really quick is, like, who do we expect to get minutes for Aiton? Aiton's a 30-plus minute guy a night. Like, who's stepping into this role for DeAndre Aiton in this game? Yeah, they don't have many. It's Are they be benefiting Reef. because it's Golden State? Because, like, Golden State will play small? Possibly, but I, I think Reith is going to go out there for for twenty plus minutes. He he's been producing when he's been given run here. Uh, yeah, I think Reith is my favorite value play on the slate now. Like, assuming that Aiton is out, like I think Reith starts 
like Grant out too. So like Kamara's gonna play a ton. Um uh who's Jabari Walker is the other guy who's gonna get a bunch of run in this spot. I was gonna say, could I could see Jabari Walker out minuting Reef here and like this game going small, Golden State not using a ton of Looney, and like we see like Jabari Walker against Draymond at the five type of game. I agree with I agree that Walker will play more minutes than Reef, but like Reith is a better permanent producer, so I, I'm still interested in Reith. Even if oh, he's you only... have to be a 32 and no eight and no yeah. Grant. He's gonna, he's gonna play the minutes. Yeah, 25 minutes from Reith, and you're super happy at 3200. I, I Ty I know he's not a, not a comfortable click, but man, he might play 35 minutes in the spot too. Like one of those guys is getting a ton of run. Yeah, but Reith, like Reith, doesn't come off the floor in a blowout, right? Like he gets some extra run here. You know, young yeah, player. I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I like Kamara as well. Like, he's not necessarily the first guy off the court. Like, Brogdon, they're not running him out for 35 minutes if this game's not close. And if Simons comes back, I mean, Henderson, like, these guys, Sharp, like, there's no reason to roll these guys out there. I could see them rolling maybe Sharp and Henderson, getting them some extra minutes, um, extra extra court time because they're young too. But, like, Reith and Walker, I don't see these guys necessarily coming out first in a blowout. I think Reith plays 20-plus minutes. I think he's an excellent value play here at 3,200. Yeah, totally agree. Oh, Golden State. Um, I mean, Chris Paul, probable for this game. Wiggins, probable for this game. Going to be a pretty healthy Golden State team against a really bad Portland team. I'm not seeing a ton here that I like. Um, if anything, maybe it's a Dario Sarge and hope the game doesn't stay close type game where we see Sarge play more than Looney and this game goes small. But I don't have a ton of interest in this game overall. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a blowout. So really concerned about it being a close game. Means I'm out on Curry. Paul's overpriced anyway with Draymond back. If I was going to play a star here from, from Golden State, it's probably Draymond. But I just I'm not I'm, I don't think I'm getting there with the uh, the blowout, and I was hoping to see like a Moses Moody or a Jonathan Kaminga low price, but they're both over five k. So I don't even think I'm chasing a blowout angle here. I'm just I'm pretty much out on Golden State. What about Dario Sarge? Like the more I think about this, the more like Dario Sarge might play like twenty five plus minutes in this game. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, wish I think it's cheaper. possible, but I'm not sure that he. Yeah, that's part of the problem. I'm not sure he gets blowout run, though, is my concern. Like, if it's 20 points, I I don't think he's out there. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Looking at this range, there's I think there's better options in this price range anyway. All right, Denver at LA taking on the Clippers, 223.5 total. This game has a one-point um, Denver favorite. Murray questionable, Plumley out. Let's go Denver first here. Uh, what do you like here for the Nuggets? If Murray's out, you, you've got to find a way to pay 12-5 for Jokic, I think. I think If Kyrie and Murray sit, how would you play <laughs> Luka or Jokic? I mean, you could probably make both of them work. Maybe. I don't know. Well, let's see. Luka and there would be leaves there you, would be loads you 4, of value. 4,300. Yeah. Yeah. With the Portland value, about, I, think you, yeah, yeah. I think you can make it work. But <laughs> uh, If you had to choose one. Oh. That is that is a brutal decision. <laughs> like the the LA defense has been really solid. I think I'd lean Luca there, but man, that's that, that's a tough call. 
All right. I'll, I won't interrupt you again. Tell me, tell me like outside of, man, that would be really hard. Jokic in a close game against Clippers or Luka against Utah. Um, man, oh man, man, oh man. Yeah. Tough, tough decisions would need to be made, but um, if Jamal plays, I don't have a ton of interest in this Denver team. Gordon is coming back. Jokic is priced way up in, in a tough matchup against the Clippers. So if Murray plays, I, I don't have a ton of interest. If Murray sits, you you have to play some Jokic. I think I like MPJ's price is up there now. Um, so don't love that. Aaron Gordon is just, just coming back. Like I don't love pr- the, the pricing here on Denver, which is why I say I'm, I'm out if uh, Murray is playing. But if Murray sits, then you have to have a little interest, I think. I mean, they're their price like people are missing um right and yeah Murray's played, missed the last yeah. what three or four games yeah and i mean murray's been in and out um so i don't i don't know um you want to see what happens with murray in this game i don't think they're going to push murray to return here like there's so much time off this week just in general so like if you have a guy like jamal murray and you could you could basically give him another week here by just missing two more games um, on Wednesday and Friday because they don't play Sunday, so they wouldn't play again until Monday. So I mean, this is an excellent spot for them to get some guys healthy. Um, the Clippers side of this game, I mean, we've talked about this so much with all these guys. Like, it's it's one of those things where like you can make a Harden, George, Kawhi group and set it zero to one and just hope you get the ceiling guy if you're playing like 150 um honestly my favorite's probably james harden at this point like he has been he's got he has the upside in the ceiling paul george has the consistency Kawhi just has these games where he just goes bonkers um it's so impossible to say which one's going to do it on a nightly basis because it's like no it's not even like matchup driven anymore i just it's whoever is shooting and playing well um and I mean that's just the problem when you're looking at these types of studs on this team, and it's really tough for me. Um, I mean, yeah, I, they just take up so much usage. I just it's one of those three guys, and I'm not like overthinking. I would just make a group and zero to one it. Yeah, I, I agree with that's how you play it here in the spot, and I I'm with you that Harden is my favorite of the three. He's the cheapest. Um, if Jamal Murray is out on the other side, that's a huge hit to uh, Denver's perimeter defense as well. So I, I think it becomes a pretty good spot for Harden if uh, if Murray happens to sit. So agree with pretty much everything you said. I'm I'm Those are the only three I'm considering. Can't play Westbrook at this price off the bench. The other guys just don't do enough with George Harden and, and Kawhi out there. So it's, it's a three stars, and I wouldn't play more than one of them. I think you could take some shots on Zubak if it wasn't this slate. This slate's just so yeah. absolutely loaded. Um, he's played really good against Denver this season. He's averaging 13 and a half rebounds and 16 points per game in two meetings against this team already. Um, makes a ton of sense when you think about like size that they need, um, against Denver. So if anything, you can potentially take some, you know, Zubak rebounding props. I don't know what it's at. Let's see if it's up yet. Um, it's eight. So I honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to do that right now. So yeah, I, I think that's a little low. Um, considering like how well he's done this year against this team. So uh, any final thoughts on this one? Nope. I think we covered it. All right. Let's play the morning grind game. And then we will get out of here. Favorite play under 5k to go seven X. There's a lot of them today. 
There is. I'm going to go to Portland. Uh, I think the big man, Duop Reith, is is going to get enough run to get it done. He's only 3,200, so um, he should be able to do that in like 20, 25 minutes. No problem. You'd hope so. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, you'd hope so. Um, I like my let's get weird GPP play, so I'm not going to change it here. Um, hold on. Why can't I think oh, Orlando Robinson? He's 5K, but um, Orlando Robinson is who I wrote down or who I was going to write down. And I forgot to write it down. So uh, there you go. I was I, like, you got like these uh, basketball game going right now. And it became a, <laughs> it's become a really good game. And um, he, Derek in chat says, Keith is grinding, grinning because he knows he's going to take your let's get weird. I doubt it. On 11 I games played, I would be I would be impressed. Uh, over AK to go under 5X, who's your bust? I'm going to go Steph in this spot. I just don't think the game stays close long enough for him to get there. Um, good matchup against Portland, but like you said, blowout on, on lightweight. Yeah, I am with you. I like the fade on Steph Curry today as well. I'm going to go – gosh, I hate, I hate the thought of this because he could easily smash in this spot because all of his teammates being out. But I'm going to go Jimmy Butler as my fade today. I think he's just too pricey. Could easily bite you. Um, I just, especially everybody out, I just hate the spot. Uh, Favorite 6X play, who do you got? I'm going to go Bojan Bogdanovic. Uh, 5,100, if he's going to play 30 minutes in this spot, that's, that's just, he's not priced high enough. I like that. I am going to go. Man, I was going to go to the top, but there's so many options at the top now. I feel bad going to the top. I'm going to go kind of like a little below top. Um, give me Mikhail Bridges. Just a guy that probably should be over 9K for a matchup with Atlanta. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? So I, I did not mention this guy when we were talking about the game. Um, and I, after we break down the slate, there's so many great center plays that I don't know that I'm actually going to end up doing it. But if Reith gets super popular, the, the matchup against Charlotte is awesome for uh, Chicago bigs. And Drummond is a guy who can just absolutely smash in 15 minutes. Like we, we've seen 30 points in, in 15 minutes before. Drummond is 4,200 with one of the best possible matchups for center. So I may sprinkle some Drummond in there. All right. See, Derek, you're wrong. It wasn't <laughs> my let's get weird GPP play of the day is Seth Curry um, for Dallas. And if, if Kyrie plays, I think Kyrie's going to end up sitting in this one. If Kyrie plays, I don't like Seth, but if, if Kyrie sits, I really like um, Seth Curry here. All right, let's go to the bet here or pick and play. However you want to do it. Um, if there's a bet, a prop or pick and play that you like for question five, uh, what do you got for us? Joel Embiid is absolutely going to smash the Washington Wizards. Uh, his points line sitting at 30 and a half right now. Give me more than 35, 30 and a half points. I like it. That's what I wrote that down. I wrote down Embiid points. Um, nice. That's not, that's not what I was going to give out. Um, I'm, I'm going Vooch over 10 and a half rebounds. I already bet this as we were going through the games. Absolutely love this. Also, really like Bridges more than 24 and a half points on prize picks i'm waiting to see if they post that over there on the hard rock but um i mean i built a let's just, i'm gonna give it out i got a prize picks five for five that i just 
through your Embiid pick-in. I got Zubac over more than eight rebounds. Bridges more than 24 and a half points. Vooch more than 11 rebounds. And Trey Young more than 28 and a half points. Um, going heavily in that Brooklyn Atlanta game, but I think that's a good game to target. Just lock that in. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Love that pick. Um, man, if we get Kyrie out and Jamal Murray out, this is going to be one wild, wild slate because <laughs> the decisions at the top are going to be just ridiculously hard, but fun slate on tap for sure. Fun slate indeed. That'll wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow. Keith and I will be back tomorrow talking week 14 NFL. It is a football slate. We'll call it that. Um, that's all I'm going to say. It's a football <laughs> slate. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you again tomorrow.